Dr. Rick Wallace dropping in on you. I hope that everything is going well uh, as you start your week, no matter what happened last week. Hopefully you had a great week. If not, set the reset button. Uh, I just want to drop in something I tried to get together and do earlier. Had some technical difficulties, wasn't able to get it going. Uh, I'm back to actually give that to you. Um, before I do so, I want to remind everyone, if you haven't enrolled in the 30-day year of life, uh, your best life challenge, um, something that we've been really promoting and having a ball at for the last couple of months as we enter into a new year, we prepare to enter into a new year. We want to go in strong. We want to go in with focus. We want to go in with an idea of how we're going to take on the challenges. And I guarantee you when uh, 2020 rolled in. Nobody thought we would be dealing with what we're dealing with now. Nobody thought that we would have to face the challenges that we've been forced to face. Nobody thought that they would be facing uh, job loss, businesses shutting down, uh, financial disruption, economic disruption, academic and educational uh, challenges based off of the pandemic alone and then all of the other things that have gone on in the political arena and in so many other ways. I've seen so many marriages end and some of them highly volatile uh, in, in in their dissolution and so many other things that have taken place. There have been loss uh, of loved ones uh, and, and, and so much. And it's easy to get caught up in that and feel like the world is ending, that things simply are not going to come together for you. But what I can tell you is that you have to remain focused. You have to uh, sustain your faith. And when I talk about faith, I don't mean superficial beliefs. I mean something so anchored in your very essence that no matter what happens, you still know that you have it coming, that you can do it, that it will take place. It's not about what you can see visually. It's about what you can perceive spiritually that you push. So I want to encourage you, go to the description box of this video or the post box depending on where you're going to actually watch it at or if it's on the podcast where you're going to hear it at go to the description box uh click that link enroll in the your best life challenge if you don't do anything else that alone is going to give you 30 days of focus 30 days of power 30 days of really truly being centered and you'd be surprised at what you can create by way of thinking habits behavioral habits um, that will truly transform your life. So I want to encourage you to do that. I want to take a brief moment to sit here and share with you and talk with you about something that I have been uh, cognizant of for some time. It's something that I've been aware of for quite a while, something that I focus on when I'm working with my clients. It's something that I focus on when people uh, seek advice uh, from me and so much more when we tend when we face challenges it can be easy for us to look at the overwhelming uh burden or pressure that comes from a challenge in life whether it's financial whether it's relational whether it's on the job a career a business if you're trying to get something done and you're undergone something as simple as making sure the bills are paid there can be a proclivity to start to insert yourself into a 
act of desperation. And out of that desperation, you find yourself in survival mode. And what happens in survival mode? Survival mode focuses on what needs to be survived and nothing else. Survival mode says, this is what I've got to do. If I don't do this, the whole world is going to come to an end as I know it. And everything is going to crumble apart. So I've got to give all my focus to this. And what will happen is some of us are so creative. Some of us are so um, resourceful. Some of us are so just intent and willed, uh, will-driven that when we are in survival mode, we figure it out. We get that bill paid that has to be paid, the mortgage, the rent, the car note, uh, whatever it is, we get it done. Uh, you know, the, the issues on the job, we hit that deadline, no matter what, no matter how much pressure it was, no matter how overwhelming it was, we hit it. Here's the problem. Anytime you're in survival mode, you are not considering anything around you. You're not considering anything beyond that moment. The problem is so many of the moments that we encounter are moments that we didn't prepare for and they become desperation moments they become moments in which we must operate in survival mode to withstand and so we'll, what you'll find is when you're in survival mode if you don't recognize it if you don't extract yourself from it if you don't sit back calm down and realize that what you're dealing with now won't destroy you no matter what no matter how bad it is no matter what happens it's not going to destroy you it's not the end of the world and that there is a future that you must be emotionally, physically, psychologically, and spiritually prepared for while simultaneously dealing with the current issue. If you don't do that, you will con consistently find yourself in survival mode. You'll look up and you've been in survival mode for 10 years, 20 years, 30 years. And it's a constant uh, state of, I got to get this done, or... And it's never simply saying, okay, I'm prepared for this. I've built this. I've established this. And it, and you, you can't build in survival mode. You can't prepare and grow out in survival mode because you're constantly fixated on that one thing that you feel absolutely has to be done. And to my people of faith, let me explain something to you. You have a responsibility, absolutely, to deal with what's going on in your life. You have a responsibility as an individual to be able to take and provide for yourself. You have a responsibility as a husband to be able to take care and provide for your family. You have a responsibility as a wife to be able to take care as a mother and a parent. All these different things you have responsibilities, responsibility for. And those responsibilities do not acquiesce to any other challenges or any other situations. You do not get to sidestep them. You do not get to create excuses of why you can't do them. So you understand that there are some things that simply have to be done. What you cannot do is mortgage your future in the process. That's not of God. It has never been of God. Stop believing it's of God. God expects you to be a What's the word I want to use? Good steward of what you've been given. See, in order to have the things you desire, you must properly handle the things you have. You must be grateful for what you have first and foremost, no matter how much you feel it is not what you want, no matter how you feel some other people have more than you, they may not be as deserving of it as you and you sitting up, you can't get, cause see that starts to move and stir the pot of envy and that closes the gate of gratitude, closes the gate of abundance. You've got to understand something. 
that if God designed you, he gave you a purpose, he gave you a gift, he gave you the very things that you will need to tap into to be exceptional, to be extraordinary, to be phenomenal. It is absolutely your responsibility to be able to walk in that, to walk in the faith of understanding that while I do not have the answer, I know that what, what I seek is possible. See, that's the very definition of faith. We talk about it. We will even quote uh, the verse in Hebrews 11 and 1. We'll quote it, but we never truly take the time to understand it, and we never take the, tr the time to truly translate it into our practical lives. Get out of the mystique of religion for a second and understand that you've got to live life every day and you've got to live it by a set of principles, behaviors, and beliefs that you have established for yourself or you're going to have all these disruptions and difficulties that you are not capable of handling. The challenges are always going to be there. It's whether or not you can mentally, emotionally, psychologically, and spiritually handle it. Can you process it in a way that sets up and puts you in a position of power in your life? You can talk about the power of God all you want to, but if you don't see the connection between God and yourself, and how that power comes through you to be acted on in your life, you, you, you're going to always find yourself underneath the, 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 the throes and the pressures of life. So what happens? It says that faith is the substance. It is the very substance of everything hoped for. It is the substance of everything hoped for. It is the what? The evidence of things unseen. The things that I can't see, faith is that. See, it doesn't become faith until I can't see it. It doesn't require faith until it doesn't work out and reason in my mind. If I can reason it in my mind, if I can see it in, in, my, in, in, in my normal process of rationalization, then it doesn't require faith. It simply requires action. But faith is that thing that says, beyond what I can see, there's a possibility. Beyond what I can see, there's the answer. And see, that's the beautiful thing about it. Sometimes God is expecting you to step out on faith before the answer appears. A bunch of us are looking for answers that we cannot get because we have not committed to take the first step. The first step is often taken in darkness. And then it activates the provision through the universe that God has created for us. And so what we're sitting up waiting on, uh, it doesn't happen. I've, I've heard... Uh, Les Brown say many times that when you are deciding to do something exceptional, extraordinary, phenomenal in your life, how you're going to do it is none of your business. You make the decision first. Most of us want to know how before we move. Most of it want, most of us want how to align up with what we've always done. The problem is if you've asking, if you're asking God, if you're entering into and demanding of life and the universe to deliver to you something you've never had, something you've never experienced. You can't expect the new experience, the new process to be the same as the old, or you will have already acquired that thing you desire. When you are wanting something beyond what you've ever experienced, you've got to understand that it's going to come in a way you've never imagined. So you can't sit up and try to produce new realities with old processes. And that, that creates this frustration. That creates this constant cycle of revisiting the same reality because you're consistently trying to fix a, 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 a fix a current problem with an old solution that doesn't work on the new problem or don't work on the situation. There comes a time that you evolve and grow. You got to understand 
that there's going to be a level of discomfort that comes with elevation because the new process, the new place, the new situation isn't going to be familiar. And when it's not familiar, it's going to be uncomfortable because our bodies and our minds demand familiarity. So when something isn't familiar to us, it feels, that's why so many of us are trying to do something new and our response to it, it just doesn't feel right. You know how many times I hear that from a client? It it just does it doesn't feel right because it's not familiar. Your body is automatically going to become uneasy when you enter into the world of uh, uh, of the of the non-familiar. It's simply not going to respond the same. You've got to tell your body that it is not the mind, it is not the brain. It doesn't determine what you do. You've got to will from here what the body does because the body will demand stuff and you'll respond to it just because of the uneasy feeling. You'll reel back in because you don't like the way it feels. The problem is you've got to push through that in order to get to where you're trying to go. You've got to push through that in order to see the things you are saying you want to see. So many people have the capacity to produce the extraordinary in their lives, but they want it in the place of comfort. You don't get exceptional out of comfort. You don't get those super gains in the gym from comfort. You're going to be uncomfortable in the gym. You're going to feel burn and pain and you're going to be winded and you're going to be sweating and you're going to be fatigued when you finish and, 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 and tired for a little while until your body recovers. That's where the gain takes place. That uh, I heard Muhammad Ali once say that he doesn't count his push-ups until they start to burn. And he said... Because when they start to burn is when the gain starts. Everything else is just getting you to that point. It doesn't count. And that's the thing. All the comfort and all that stuff. You can you can sit up and talk about starting a business. You can go get the DBA. No big deal. No discomfort. May have to wait in the line, but no real big discomfort. No risk of really losing anything. You can sit up and talk with pe about people about what you're going to do. No big deal. But when it's time to put that money uh, on, on, on the business, when it's time to sit up and put in those long hours, when it's time to be up at four and five o'clock, when everybody else is still asleep, when it's time to stay after six and seven, because everybody else is going home is what's going to determine how well it turns out. It's got to be a willing to commit to something beyond what you feel comfortable doing. That's going to produce the extraordinary. That's a common saying in, 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 in my industry. And it's that if you want something more than what everyone else has, you've got to be willing to do what everyone else doesn't do. You can't do what everybody else does and get anything beyond what everyone else has. You are going to find yourself constantly meandering through the maze of mediocrity, living a life of average because you're doing what everyone else is doing, which creates the average. You've got to sit up and say, you know what? I've got to deal with this, but I've got so much more I've got to be prepared for. I can't allow this to consume me and sink me or consume me and straddle me with a bunch of baggage so heavily, uh, so heavy and so distracting that I don't deal with the challenges that are coming towards me in a proactive manner in order to be ready when it hits so I can deal with it. You've got to get out of survival mode. You've got to trust your relationship with the Most High. You've got to trust your design. You've got to trust that inside of you, there's a gift. 
And that gift is powerful. That gift is what's going to produce exceptional. That gift is what's going to create opportunities. That gift is what's going to put you in front of the right people. There's a scripture that says, your gift will make room for you and bring you before great men. Your gift will make room for you. Not your skill, not your experience, not your gift, that unique thing that is planted by the most high in your DNA. You're just simply good at it. Even before you refined it, you were good at it. That's how you tap in. Your greatest resource in that sense is your resourcefulness. Not what you have, not who you know, but your ability to find what's necessary. And there's absolutely nothing you need that you can't gain access to. But you've got to get out of a way of thinking that thinks that this is the absolutely way, this is the absolutely only way that it can come to me. Because you shut the doors to the true nature of how things work. When you're trying to make it happen based off of your reason, when you're trying to happen, make it happen based off of your experience. See, the thing is, if your experiences were truly being right by you, you would already have the things you want. If your experiences aren't producing, that's because they're not capable to. You gotta change. You gotta upgrade your thinking. You gotta move out of old way of thought. You gotta completely get out of the idea of lack. Even when you don't see it, you gotta know you have it. You gotta get out of the idea of lack because lack is a mindset, not a reality. But the mindset will produce the reality if you don't change it. If you believe there's an abundance, it simply says, if it's not in front of me, it's somewhere. So you go find it. If you believe there's a lack, you don't you believe it's not for you and you can't have it. And so you don't even look for it. And then there may be this one narrow way. Well, if it comes this way, then it's for me. Whatever that way is, you've made up in your mind that if the, this problem is going to be worked out, it's going to be worked out through this. And so no other way is open for you. And so God is trying to move in your life. God is trying to bless you in your life. Whatever your belief about the most high is. I'm not preaching here on any type of religious tenet. I'm telling you that there's a uniqueness about you that the most high is responsible for. And the most high has invested and in guaranteeing that you will be exceptionally uh, successful in your life if you open up and live based on the manner and principles of how things were designed to take place. You can't force it down a pipe that it does not fit down because that's your belief of how it has to happen. And unfortunately, very uh, a lot of people do that. My thing is to, uh, to express to you with, with, with great uh, intensity that you have to understand that there are no limitations on what's possible says nothing shall be impossible well when you break that down and in its most simplistic form nothing means exactly that nothing nothing shall be impossible nothing shall be impossible nothing shall well well what about no nothing shall be impossible well how about no nothing shall be impossible so what are all these possible impossibilities coming from your limiting beliefs you have already told yourself that it's not possible man the running the mile on the four minute minutes was once considered impossible 
now high school kids do it with regularity. Uh, the idea of being able to talk to someone on a device in a whole nother city uh, via, via wires, uh, i.e. Uh, the original telephone was considered impossible. Now we don't even need the lines anymore. We're doing it through cellular and digital and satellite, and we're having this this entire video that you are going to that you're many of you are seeing live, and others will see as, after it's posted. Was once considered impossible. It was considered futuristic and 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 in and, and, and a dream type thing that that's never going to happen that's cool i remember watching star trek as a little kid and i'm like ah, that, well that'll now happen and here we are and beyond but see the thing is someone believed that it was possible while everyone else discussed the impossibility of it uh, while everyone else was talking about the impossibility of flight outside of birds arvel and wilbur wright Wilbur Wright were intent on bringing to reality what was in their mind and their visions of making something go to flight from a mechanical perspective. And now we've got multi-toned machines flying through the air so frequently that we don't even give it a second thought now. They fly overhead. We don't even look up anymore. Why? Because we expect them to be there. And that was a time that 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 that, that was simply considered impossible. There is no such thing but in, in, of, of impossible except for the limitations that your mind accepts. That's limiting beliefs. Remove the limits. And tell yourself that what I desire to do in my life will bless others, will bless me and my family, and it can and will be done, and I will not stop until it's done. I'm telling you there's a blessing in it. There's a blessing in it. And look for the blessings in places outside of what you expect. Be willing to be thankful for the small things so that you open the gate wider for the larger things to come in. See, gratitude is the is the gateway to abundance. You got to learn how to be thankful for what you do have in order to create the capacity to receive more. A bunch of us are so bitter about what we don't have that we don't give thanks for what we do have. And it impacts us tremendously in what we're able to receive, accomplish, and achieve. On that note, I'm going to get ready to get out here. Like I said, don't forget, check the uh, description box for um, multiple resources. But if you want to join the uh, or enroll in the 30-day Your Best Life Challenge, I'm, I'm, I'm just having a ball with the people that I'm working with. I'm in, in, inviting you to go ahead and do that. It's one of the quickest, easiest, and most affordable ways to work with me directly one-on-one. -on -one. Uh, let's, let's, let's make it happen. Let's go into 2021 with new uh, a, a renewed anticipation of greatness not the disappearance of challenging situations not the eradication of obstacles but the understanding that within myself i am more than equipped to take on every challenge that i face and win that's what it's about i tell people all the time how did you get through that moment, Doc? How did you get, when, when you were dealing with how did you get through it? I simply knew that I was built for it. And I would look myself in the mirror, literally, I mean literally, find the closest mirror and look at myself and say, you're built for this. What you're facing now, you don't have the answer for it yet, but you are 
built for it. It will not destroy you. It will not take you out. You will overcome it. And I have overcome every last challenge. Not because there's some special anointing on my life. It's because I trust and believe that the reason God put me here isn't fulfilled and anything that tries to stand in the way of destiny simply becomes a part of it that I cannot be stopped. As long as I'm breathing, I'm still in the fight and I'm built for the challenge. So are you. On that note, I'm about to get out of here. As I always say, I live my life on full which ensures that I'll die on E. I challenge you to do the same thing. I'm out of here.